Hey, I'm Josh Smith and welcome to Rain. And I'm so glad you're here, babes. This podcast is all about opening up, having important conversations and celebrating successes, as well as overcoming obstacles to reign over our own lives. I love to chat to people and I always find things in these conversations to take away and use in my own life. So I really hope you'll find the same as well. Welcome to Rain. Hands up if your childhood slash teenage years were defined by watching iCarly on Nickelodeon. Well, today we're joined by the show's lead, Miranda Cosgrove. Miranda was just 14 years old when she started filming the show, which followed Carly and her pals as she set up her web show. All of Miranda's growing up milestones happened on set, including her first kiss. The show ended in 2012 after six record-breaking seasons, whilst Miranda was the highest paid child actor, a multiple Kids' Choice Award winner, and a singer with multiple albums to her name. It's safe to say she was a teenage sensation. And now, iCarly is back and refashioned as an adult sitcom, which is finally landing on Paramount Plus in the UK. Trust me, it's legit funny, and it's got the 100% Rotten Tomatoes score to prove it. Today, Miranda talks about the pressures of being a child star, dealing with negativity online, and why she temporarily turned her back on fame to go to college. I loved indulging in some super nostalgic moments with Miranda. And this chat is all about getting out there into that real world and finding yourself away from pressure. So I hope you love this episode too. Now crowns at the ready, let's rain. Well, hello babe, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing? I'm good, well I'm so excited because iCarly is coming back. <laughs> Finally on UK shores, and it's pretty much the greatest comeback since Spice Girls, really, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. That is a huge compliment. <laughs> Big compliment right there. But how does it feel to bring back such an iconic show? Honestly, at first it was very scary because mm -hmm. we didn't want to mess up anyone's childhoods. <laughs> but um, it's been so much fun getting to come back. Uh, I feel like, I think it's almost been 10 years mm -hmm. since it originally aired. And um, just getting to hang out with Nathan and Jerry again every day mm -hmm. and getting to play the character again. I never mm -hmm. thought I'd get to you know, revisit Carly as an adult. Mm. So it was a little scary at first, but now I feel like it's just fun because mm. we've all kind of fallen back into it. Yeah. What was it like revisiting her in adulthood and what did that teach you about yourself, would you say? Well, it's crazy because I grew up playing the character. Mm. So I've always felt really connected to the character and like out of any character I've played, Carly's the most like me in real life. Um, like she always had dating troubles on the original show. She's kind of like quirky and always like, wants to see the best in people, but sometimes it doesn't go well. Like, yeah. I just feel um, really connected to her. So, um, yeah, it's been really fun getting to to see what it's like to play mm. the character again. And it's kind of similar to when I was younger. Like, sometimes things come up in the storylines that are things that maybe really happened to me or are a little bit similar. Um, and it's fun getting to kind of connect mm. to the yeah. two. I guess it's quite cathartic in a way, being able to do that, because you get to play out certain scenarios about things that have happened to you, and it kind of be quite therapeutic in a way, right? Yeah, and also to make fun of it. And yes, that, totally. That's fun, like to use stuff that's maybe happened that was weird and then mm. make it this comedic thing and make people laugh with it. Yeah. Um, that's definitely cathartic. Because, I mean, the one-liners are phenomenal in iCarly. Love a good <laughs> one-liner. What's your favorite one-liner from iCarly? Um, I would say um, I like that on iCarly. We haven't done it in the new version of the show, but on the original we always called like people that were jerks skunk bags. <laughs> And I still like that. Like once in a while, 
I'll still use that word, like, in real life. Like, I'll be like, she's a skunk bag. <laughs> I love how that, that just, like, hits very differently, I feel like. <laughs> that absolute cast. I love it. Because it must be so strange for you to have grown up so much on this show. And when you think back to the you that first started out in iCarly, who was she? What were you like then? And how much have you changed since? I mean, it's a whole lifetime, basically, isn't I it? I mean, it's crazy because when I started the show, I was 12 or 13. Now I'm 29. Mm. And I don't, I think I was still really figuring out who I was yeah. at the time when we were doing the show. And I guess you're always kind of still figuring out who you are and changing. But, um, but yeah, it was, I totally grew up on the show. And you know, I had my first kiss on the show. I um, had, like, pretty much all my first crushes, which sometimes they were people who were on the show. Like, it was sort of, like, my version of, like, yeah. high school yeah. doing it. So, um, yeah, like, my whole – all of my memories from my childhood are on that set. Mm. And I think with it being so popular and people being so obsessed with it, that must have come with quite a lot of pressure as well, right? Because I feel like for our young stars, especially when they're women, there's so much – almost like sexist pressure that we put on them to perform in a certain way, act like in a certain way. How did pressure play out for you in that kind of scenario? Um, I do think that, you know, for sure there was pressure because even when you're not on TV or acting mm. or anything, just growing up, there's a lot of pressure to yeah. try to figure so many things out. So I think the main thing that makes it more difficult being on TV is just that so many people are watching mm -hmm. you. Um, but... I feel like when I was younger, I didn't think about it as much as I do now. Like, yeah. looking back, I think that seems like it would have been really hard. <laughs> but <laughs> but when I was doing it, I wasn't really thinking about it as much. I was more just kind of living my life. Mm. Um, but even to this day, I guess I still think about, like, the young girls that watch the show. And um, even as an adult, like, the girl, people that grew up that are my age now that watch the show, I always want to, um, you know, try to make the best choices because for myself, but also because mm. I have them in the back yeah. of my mind. I think that's what's so amazing about the reboot of the show because it is about exploring, making decisions in adulthood. Yeah. And it also pushes the narrative forward and it's more representative of the world we live in, which is so incredible. And especially being like an exec producer on this as well, right? Was this an example of you kind of finding your voice in new ways, do you think? Definitely, because when I did the original show, I was just trying to learn the lines and do the best job I could do mm. when I was a kid. And getting to come back and work with Jerry and Nathan and all be producers on the show and get to be such a big part of the writing process and even the editing, that really took me by surprise because the editing of the show, it can just, it can change the show so much, which takes you choose and everything. So to get to be in the editing room and a part of all those things, I just feel like I've learned so much mm. that I, when they first called and mentioned maybe doing a revival of the show, I didn't really think about all that. I just yeah. thought, you know, how would I feel playing the character again? Is it a good idea? But I didn't think about all the different experiences I'd have and what I'd learn. And it is kind of similar to when I was younger. I feel like I'm an adult now, but I'm there's still so much room to grow, and mm. I feel like um, it's been a big learning experience throughout my life being a part of the show. Mm. It's a real coming-of-age show, isn't it? What's yeah. been like a coming-of-age moment for you? Um, well, I would say, similar to Carly on the show, um, the first the pilot, the first episode back, was so much like how I felt in real life mm. because it's all about Carly deciding if she wants to start the show up again and if it's a good idea and mm. second-guessing herself and feeling like maybe she should leave it in the past. And that was exactly my dilemma in real life. So, um, yeah, that was just another, I guess, example of kind of working through something mm. in an episode of the show that I'm yeah. going through in my real yeah. life. 
I mean, everyone goes through those moments of self-doubt, don't they? When they're like, shall I make decisions? Shall I not make this yeah. decision? How, do you, how have you learned to kind of like quieten your self-doubt at different points, would you say? Um, I think that the people around me have helped a lot because when you have good friends that you've known mm. for a long time, um, I think that's probably the most helpful thing just because whenever I'm having a real moment where I don't know what to do and I kind of just freeze up and don't want to make a decision at all, yeah. I know I have like two or three people that I'm really close with that I can call and tell and they'll give me like really good advice. Mm. Um, so I would say that's probably been the most helpful. Yeah. And you built such incredible friendships on the show, on the show, yeah. off the show. How have those friendships really helped you at different times? Um, Nathan and Jerry, I couldn't be more grateful for having them in my life because I don't have any siblings and I feel like Jerry, he plays my brother on iCarly and um, I've just always felt like such a connection with him. Like he's my brother in real life. And same thing with Nathan. Nathan, we're the same age, so it's a little bit mm. of a different friendship, but um, same thing. Like I feel like I could call either of them and like ask for help with anything and they would be there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just so grateful like that I got to meet them and grow up with them. It's so special to have that community, both on screen, off screen, and teach people that as well. I think that's what's so special about the show because it's all about going on these journeys of like self-discovery too, isn't it? Where you're discovering yourself, discovering who you like, discovering what you want to do. For you, what's been some turning points in your kind of like self-discovery and your relationship with yourself? Um, I would say being an executive producer on this show, that was a turning point in my life because I'm kind of a more quiet person, even though um, I guess Carly's, a, she's a little introverted, but is more outgoing mm. than I am in real life. Um, I feel like, you know, it's kind of been a challenge at times playing a character that's like more of like sure yeah. of herself than I would say I am. But um, I think that was a turning point taking on the executive producer role because all of a sudden you're looked to for so many different things and you have to really kind of step up to mm. the bat and be able to take that on. And um, I think it's left me, getting to do it for the last couple seasons has left me feeling a lot stronger and like more sure of myself. Yeah, because this is what our podcast is all about. It's all about celebrating those moments of power. Do you feel like that was a moment when you stepped into your power? And what have been some turning points in you taking control? of your power? I would say also after the original iCarly ended, I went to college and I hadn't gone to um, regular school mm. for the first time. Like I hadn't been in a regular school situation since fifth grade. I'd been doing homeschooling and schooling with tutors on set. So um, that kind of felt like a moment when I was stepping into my power just because um, I'd been acting for so long and I really made the choice to kind of let that go for a minute and see what a college experience would mm. be like. Um, and it wasn't just about having the college experience, but also figuring out if there were other things I might really enjoy beyond acting since that's, that was pretty much all I'd ever done since mm. I was little. Um, so that felt good because it was it felt like I really did it for myself. And um, I'm happy that I, mm. I got to have that what, experience. What was that like, stepping out of the spotlight in that way and then literally kind of having a normal life for like the first time in a way. What was that experience like? Um, my life really took a huge turn mm. when I did that. Like it, my whole life changed, um, but it was awesome. I made a lot of friends and I got to, um, you know, just take classes I, that I was interested in. I tried photography and I ended up majoring in psychology and um, it was just a really like a solid, good experience. And I'm happy that I came back to acting because I feel like it led me back. Like I realized mm. acting is really my passion and it's what I love to do most. But if I hadn't done that, I, I wouldn't know. Mm. That's such a powerful moment to have that realization, isn't it? Yeah, I think I would have always wondered, you know, what if I tried something mm. else? Um, just because when you start doing something when you're so young, it kind of makes you think like, I hope I didn't miss out on, you know, something else I might love. Yeah. 
because you can get conditioned into it, right? I guess if you just keep yeah. doing something for so long without taking a break, you actually can't gauge what your actual opinions on are. It sometimes, I guess, right? And if you're actually loving it, if you're not loving it, it's quite a difficult thing to go through. Yeah, definitely. Even with writing songs and stuff, I remember when I was really young, I would go in to write the songs and the different people I was co-writing with would be like, what's the like craziest thing that happened with a guy you were dating recently? And yeah. I'd be thinking like, I don't know, like I didn't really have any crazy stories because I wasn't really having a real like high school or middle yeah. school experience. So my experiences were kind of, were different. So mm. I felt like I didn't have that. And yeah. then when I went to college, I remember thinking like, should have done an album now because yeah. now I have like all these stories and things that are happening to me and stuff to pull from that I might have not really had before. Yeah. Will you do another album then? We need to have this album of the college years, surely. I know the college days album. Yeah. Maybe I should do that. Yeah, I feel like that's a good vibe. Let's make it happen. We're pitching it right now. All right, I'm yeah. in. <laughs> Love it. I'll do the backing vocals once my voice Sounds is recovered. Good. We can wait a few days. Yeah, full range <laughs> coming at you. It's so amazing because you've achieved so much already in your life. And I guess your version of success and failure must change so much, especially even when you took the break to go to college and to review what you've achieved. Like, it must have been amazing to sit in that moment and look at all the things you've achieved because when you're just sat in a moment, it's very hard to be present all the time and recognizing all the amazing stuff you've achieved, right? Yeah, I mean, I've thought of that about that before, how when I was younger, um, so many things were happening so mm. quickly that it's almost like you can't take it all in. You can only take in certain parts of it. And when then when you finally slow down and you are just experiencing your life and taking a minute, it kind of all hits you. And um, I definitely felt like that about going to college. Like all of a sudden I was like, wait, like people here know who I am. I hadn't even really thought about how mm. like people knew who I was when I was on this yeah. show and like people were watching it. and. I feel like everything was so fast all the time that I wasn't really mm. realizing until later when I took that time for myself. Mm. Well, how do you think your definition of success and failure has changed, would you say? Um, I would say when I was younger, you know, I would go on auditions all the time and stuff. And if I got a part, I'd feel like that was a big success. Mm. Now I feel like I view success very differently. Like, I just, I feel like if you have a good experience with the people around you, if you have... Um, great connections with people and you know like that you really care about them and they care about you like those are the things yeah. that really are big successes mm. in life that's such a good way of looking at it because i think sometimes there's also moments of failure which we think are failure at that time and actually when we look back at them retrospectively you're like oh my god that was actually such an empowering moment yeah or you really learn something mm. and you're never gonna forget it and at the time it seemed like the worst thing that could have ever yeah. happened what was a moment like that for you um, I guess like times when I auditioned for parts when I was younger and then didn't get the part and I was bummed about it mm. or something. Like looking back, it's like your life kind of goes the way it's supposed to go. I, mm. I sort of, I guess I'm like a big believer in like, you know, you're on a certain path and you can't mess it up even if you try. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of like thinking like that because yeah. it makes you feel like, you know, nothing's a mistake and it's just supposed, your life's supposed to be that way. It's all about trusting that process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though sometimes the process really lets us down. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and sometimes. you're like, why is the process messing up? But then with you me never so know. Maybe like because that happened, then yeah. a year later some amazing yeah. thing happens. We've so. got to believe in the power of fate sometimes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think as well, you were kind of like the original influencer in many ways 
on the show, being iCarly. And I think that all of our relationships with social media has changed so much in the time from the show first came out to now. now, even in the break from the 10 years where it's basically been off our screens as well. Mm -hmm. For you, how have you responded to kind of like social media pressure? Because it gives everyone an opinion on you, right? Like, yeah. how have you managed that? Especially when it like, say, takes a negative turn at different points as well. Well, it makes me laugh sometimes because looking back when we started off doing the show when I was 13, um, they changed the idea for what the show was going to be a few times. And when it ended up being about a girl who has a web show, um, I didn't love the idea. Like when I heard the idea, I was like, what's a web show? And I was like, people aren't gonna get this. They're yeah. not like, I don't get it. Because at the time, no kids had YouTube channels or web shows or anything. And I just thought people aren't gonna relate to this. They're not gonna know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously everything's changed and everybody has a web show now or a YouTube channel or an Instagram um, or a TikTok. But um, yeah, it's been crazy seeing how the internet's changed so many things. And obviously it's been positive and negative for the world. But um, I think that's part of why it's been fun coming back and doing this show again. Because it went from me being a 13-year-old thinking people weren't going to even know what a web show was yeah. to now there are just so many options of content and things that people can make. And they're creators now. And they're like actually it's really kind of, it's really cool like that people create all this different stuff and they can just put it on the internet. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go through anybody. Like if you have a talent or you want to show something off, you can just do it. Um, so I like that aspect of it. And I think we try to kind of focus on that on the show, like the more positive mm -hmm. side of yeah. the internet. Because she has that moment in the end of the first season where she's trying to like recourt public opinion, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Which I thought was a really interesting way of looking at it because I think we all have those moments where we do get that kind of like the other voices from other people, the external criticism can weigh so heavily on you at different points, can't it? Right, like all the comments. I yeah. think that's another thing that's hard for everybody. Like it doesn't matter if you're on a show or not. Um, mm -hmm. You know, everybody gets comments on their Instagram page and people, it's hard not to take some of those things to heart. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I would say that's probably, that's definitely one of the worst, the, mm. the bad sides yeah. of the internet. Because it's nice getting nice comments, but then just being on the internet for anyone to comment on is kind of a weird place to be in. Mm. And it also becomes a point where you have to start giving, not giving the positive comments as much weight as the negative comments as well, because you just mm -hmm. need to get to like a balance within it, don't you? Yeah, and sometimes I, especially when I was younger, I would go through and kind of ignore all the nice comments yeah. and look for the one mean one. Mm. Like I would like be going through for a while and be like, oh, found it, Like, yeah. which is the worst thing you can do yeah. when you're on the internet. Because if you look long enough, you're going to find something negative yeah. and you're going to be upset about it. And, and you'll just focus on that one comment and you'll yes. be like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, and then it's in your head and yeah. you're trying not be whatever that comment said yeah. and it's just a waste of time. With that in mind, how have you learned to look after your mental well-being in that kind of very public arena as well? What have been some turning points in that for you? Well, I definitely try not to read comments like I used to because I love it when people, like it's awesome that people are really positive yeah. a lot of the time and say nice things. And I love, especially now getting to be a producer on the show, I love reading, you know, what people think of all the storylines and stuff because I'm a part of it. So um, I want to know what people mm. enjoy about it. And that's like the best feeling. But um but yeah, I try my best not to, you know, let it be too big a part of my life just because you don't really know who's writing these things and sometimes um, they're not worth, like, yeah. focusing on and they can make you feel bad for the day and it's not worth messing up a day. So, yeah, I would say I just try to let it kind of, like, roll off my back more, mm. a lot more than when I was younger. Yeah. How do you look after yourself, would you say? 
Um, probably just, you know, having close friends. Mm. And um, I'm really close with, like, my mom and dad, my family. Um, and I think that's always been really helpful when, you know, being in the entertainment business and navigating things. Yeah. So good to have that strong community. Yeah, just to you, know you it? have that is... I mean, for anyone, even if you're not in the entertainment business, that's like a really nice thing to know. You have all these people that really care about you to fall back on. Yeah, super key. (laughs) And like when you think about, I I guess, finding so much success with this show on a reboot is really rare, really, to have a reboot that comes back and it like gets 100% Rotten Tomatoes, for instance, which is crazy. Did you ever anticipate it would be able to come back and be this much of a success? I didn't. I was really scared to do it because I didn't want to mess up anyone's childhood. Yeah. <laughs> and um, my uh, my friend Jerry, who plays my brother on the show, we had so many conversations saying, going back and forth, being like, maybe we shouldn't do it. We were really nervous to come back and do it again. But I feel like it all fell into place when we started thinking of it, like we were making it for the original viewers. Because at first we were like, would it be a kid's show again? Or what would it be? And um, just really focusing on the people that are like in their early to mid-20s that watch the original show that gave us a lot of direction on what to do Mm. um and it made it a lot more fun and also just made it make more sense because we're adults now so it would have been weird i think as adults making a (laughs) show for kids like when we're not kids anymore and sometimes you just need some material to like vent about your adulting process yeah exactly (laughs) and now it's just so much about like being in your 20s and having all the horrible like crazy things you go through (laughs) and like the jobs you get to get another job and all that stuff yeah what is your ambition for it going forward if you could like bring back season three how do you want it to be and what do you want to achieve with it um i want to i think it's just we're all getting better as a group together like even though i know nathan and jerry very well we have new cast members on the show and i feel like we're all as we go we all start to gel more and like even the characters we're figuring out like the relationships Mm -hmm. between all the different people better so i'm very into like just what the relationships are and um i want to see Carly kind of come into her own with the web show too because I feel like we haven't shown too much of the web show on the show so far and um, even the characters trying to figure out what content to make and stuff so I'd like to see her kind of nail that down and figure it out Um, and maybe Carly and Freddie to end up together I think that that could be a good end game (laughs) Ooh, loving it matchmaking (laughs) do you feel like sitting here today you're the most in your power than you've ever been, given that you brought back the show, given all the things you're reachieving as well? Um, I do. I feel like just with growing up and like every year that passes, hopefully you get to know yourself better and you get stronger and, you know, better at life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do feel that way, but I'm sure 10 years from now, I'll think I was a total mess right now <laughs> and I'll try to like figure it out again later. <laughs> That's the whole problem though, isn't it? Because you literally were like, I've got it so sorted at this age. And then you, you look always back think and you're like, that. you didn't have it sorted at all, babe. Even at like 15, 16, I remember thinking like, I know like yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> now I'm like, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it's been so amazing Thank talking you. to you. <laughs> you too. And we always end the podcast on one final question that always is, in the reign of your life, what is the one rule you'll always live by? What is that rule for you? One rule I'll always live by. Um, go with your gut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say my dad always says that to me. My dad also always says if you have one really good friend your entire life, you've done a good job, which is kind of a sad thing to say when he says that, but it makes me feel good because I feel like I have more than one good friend. So <laughs> I'm like, maybe I've made it. <laughs> yeah. Is there a moment you've really followed your gut? And, and like and or ignored your gut as well 
Oh yeah, I've ignored my gut plenty. Um, but I do think that, you know, your instincts and the feelings that you have inside, like it's there for a reason yeah. and it usually ends up, you should have listened. Yeah. So I try my best, but even now, like sometimes it's hard. Yeah, well, I'll be skipping off and following my gut from now on in. So <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> right. And also appearing on the album, which I can't wait for. Oh yeah, we're gonna be amazing vocalist. together. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me for another amazing episode of Rain. I really hope you found something to take away from this episode. And if you have, let me know. You can always get me on socials at Josh Smith Hosts. I love to hear from you. And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, subscribe, or follow wherever you get your podcasts from. And more importantly, please share this with someone you think needs to hear it. Let's get those convos going and I'll see you next time.